You know, I'd like to tell a story about a young girl. A young girl who fell in love with a young tobacco farmer. She fell in love with him in the middle of a season, his busy season. But you know, uh, this man kept, kept her sheltered. Sheltered from the toils of what the business can do to you. But this year, this year, this woman, she saw the full spectrum of emotions that the tobacco crop can take you through. <laughs> She's witnessed the man go through tiny little seedlings to put them into the ground to the greatest drugget in recent memory. The Drew Hot. The Drew Hot of 2016. She's seen him endure sleepless nights and sun-beaten days. She's seen the struggles of the business he's in take him through a roller coaster of emotions. She's seen this business bring out the worst in him. But she knows this is what he loves. She knows this is what makes him him. Now the crops are in the f- are out of the field, and the end is near. Winter time is around the corner. It's time to have a harvest party. The way to do it, though, is to first play the theme song, boys. Hey, 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 welcome to Pine Grove, Ontario, to Live from the Dutch Hall. There you're back again. To the greatest podcast ever to come out of Southern Ontario, dare say the world. I'd say. And I would say it's because of the greatest podcast, the, uh, the greatest band in podcast history, <laughs> The Nocturnal Emissions. Hey, hey. This week comprised of two soul. Well, I'm going to go three. We got Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Woo! 
Hello. We have Michael Bo on the rhythm. We got uh, Paul Van Dyke running the bar in the egg shaker. And our studio audience tonight is comprised of two lovely ladies. We have the person keeping our uh, keeping it uh, historically recorded for posterity, <laughs> the lovely Dr. Jane Van Dyke. Ow, and on the couch, oh, she's so distracting to the eye because of her beauty. It's the sweet, sweet Kelly is back in the house. It's hey, hey. here for her. And I am your uh, host, two-time Two President's time. Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Let's get on with it. All right, yeah. All right, Peter. It's a beautiful harvest moon. Yes, it is a nice harvest night. It's brisk. The brisk fall air is out there. Yeah, you know, it, it feels like fall again when the furnace is kicked on in here. Mm-hmm. Probably going to have to figure out a way to cut that off at some point in the show. <laughs> But it's going to become a distraction. But you know what? You know what? We we were so happy uh, to have you back in the, the Dutch Hall, Michael. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Because uh, you took a week off because the toils have gotten too strenuous for you. They did. They uh, they got the better of me last week and uh, probably in the last couple of weeks. And I'm happy for the craziness to be slowed down or at least pretty much over out in the field at least yeah you know what michael your 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 voice isn't picking up on there i don't know if uh what's oh, sorry is that better yeah that is better okay. yeah i'll lean in a bit oh, oh sorry go. yeah it's been it was a tough couple of weeks so you know it was it was i actually last week meant to read your the way you got out of the show but i didn't <laughs> get a chance to do it i thought you might do that but i think it would be nice uh, now to do it while you're right here sure do it right in you front wrote of me. peter Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to it. I will be attending. This is at uh, six o'clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. We're good. We got. Sh- we we're we're close to showtime. Yeah, I thought I might be able to make it. But. Yeah. Okay, but let's, let me just do the whole thing here. I won't be attending tonight at the hall. The thickness of this harvest final push has made my bones weary, weak, <laughs> and fragile like a tiny bird. The nights have turned into day. It's in the days into nights. I am in need of slumber at this rigorous cocksucker of a time. <laughs> it's all true. Right? So I was thinking, That's you great. know what? How could I react to a message like that? Right. I was torn. <laughs> I was torn because at one point in time, you said your hired man, Eves Van Dyke, might be able to come in with you. That's right. So I was excited to see Eves back in, you know? Right. And then uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, you don't show up, and then I was cut and lurch. But then the same token, this is my cousin. I feel deeply. I feel strong feelings for him. I want the well-being of my cousin to come first, yeah. above all else. So I was, I was able to grant you grace. Thank you. Plus, Charters was was not was here, right? So we had him to be able to carry a bit of weight because he usually is the one that leaves us in a lurch. Yeah, usually it's, right. it's him that's uh, fucked off for about three or four weeks in a row. Yes, and then he shows up right in time. And tonight, also, Whiskey West Hagens is absent. Mm. You know, a, a rare absence because he put making a living above this show, which I think is just one of those things. It's priorities in life. Yeah. We all have to do it. Yeah. But Whiskey West, we know where you stand. This is, <laughs> this is really coming through loud and clear, buddy. You know, he's here every week, Steve, the reluctant German, sitting here. You know what? You know what? I want to give you a little uh, uh, feedback. Uh, we got feedback mm. preview. All right. Oh, preview. Yeah, it's a preview. preview. I'm not going to give them all to you at once, but you know, one, you know Rudy Hogg? He was on two shows ago. Rudy? You know Rudy? Yes. Yeah. He's from Huck Jen. 
right? You know, last week we had on Brandon Sobel. We made a big deal about his, him being from Jewish descent. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, we get a message on Facebook, an outrage from Rudy Hogg. Right? We said that Brandon Sobel was our first Jewish guest, first person oh. of, of Jewish descent that we've had in the hall. And Rudy Hogg, just there the week before, you know, the week before, right. um, says, has to scream on Facebook as loud as, as he can, <laughs> I'm a Jew. <laughs> he declared it. I am the first Jew at the Dutch Hall. <laughs> I popped the cherry. Yes. I so know two Jews. Now Paul knows two Jews, yes. And now go. Paul knows two. I only know one still, and it's Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> I missed last you week. You missed Brandon. Landon. You never met you you missed Brandon. You never uh, met a, a Jew before? Rudy Hogg? <laughs> I, I, that, you no, know, I don't think I have before. That's what, I find that to be very uh, curious. That's why I keep bringing it up. I brought it up last week, too, because I just think it's weird, eh? That we just don't meet more people. Does it show how small town we are? Yeah, that's what it does. That's the one thing. Because you can say anything else now. Because we've, like, I think this show has really brought us a lot more perspective. Cultured. Yeah. (laughs) Because we had it. Like, what are the chances that, Paul, you would have met a Muslim before (laughs) we met Ada? Yeah, I don't know. It was great. Great guy. Great Great Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this show did that for you, and then it it opened your eyes. Now you're. Two Jews. Right, like one in each pocket, Paul. <laughs> Pull a couple of Jews, like, bang, bang. bang. Yeah. Right? They're both great guys, too. It's awesome. Yeah, that's what I mean. So now you've developed your whole opinion. If it was based on just like, uh, I guess, well, if it's Steve's case, it would be like Hitler movies or whatever that's he's right. into. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if yours would have just been any sort of stereotype, that would have been concocted. Now we've met two. One's a... Uh, some sort of a rock star. The yeah. other one's a a, a rapping a rapper, comedian. Yeah, a rapping comedian. Yeah. yeah, I never saw money fall out of any of their pockets. No, I think we got the two poorest Jews in the world <laughs> to come in the. That makes sense. That's all. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that was it. You know, I have a. Uh, you know, normally Kelly, you're here. Mm. The opening, uh, the opening of the show. I almost feel like you were talking about me. That was about you. I was inspired by the love of the the love story of you and Michael. It's all true. But this is your first time going through the whole thing, right? Last year, Michael kept you sheltered from it. He did a little bit. He protected you. I think this year was a little more intense, though. Yeah, can you talk closer? Yes. Yes. No, I think this year was a little more intense than last year, anyways. But also, last year I was a little more sheltered from it. Well, yeah, because he was we just he just met you. He was just keeping it a little more. Right. He doesn't want you to see the the, the harvest, Michael. Yeah. The irrigation, Michael. Yeah. Right. These are all di- the Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> you saw them all this year. <laughs> I she, saw them she, all. <laughs> yeah. You definitely got the full. The sleepless, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It messes with your brain. Agricultural chemicals see through your skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes literally. Yeah, I, we were, it's that. funny because we were just talking about it the other night. How Kelly, she was saying to me like, "I don't remember it being this bad last year. Like, were you just hiding it from me, or yeah. is it like this every year?" And I said, "It is kind of like this every year, but this year this especially year was was, uh, it was real tough." Because I feel like I would have known last year, regardless of if you kept it from me or yeah. not, if it was like this. Yeah kind of hard to yeah yeah it was it's just wore my bones weak i've lost a, a few pounds let me tell you a few lip i think i i think i found them <laughs> yeah i'm lighter than in my I've pants been. yeah and i think it's due to lack of sleeping and eating yes 
Those are great two things. Dieting. Great That's a great diet. You should come out with a book. Yeah. Self help book. Just don't grow tobacco. Sleep or eat and grow yeah. tobacco. Yeah. yeah. You'll lose like 10, 15 pounds. Yes. Put all of put all of your hopes and dreams into a crop that can be destroyed by Mother Nature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is a, you are at the, the hands Mercy. of that fucking bitch. <laughs> talk nice about her, Michael. Uh, she can ruin you. I don't care about her anymore. Fuck her till next year. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was, me winter. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, when I was a kid, you know, at Live from the Dutch Hall, we've always been advocates for child labor. We love it here yeah, at Live from the Dutch Hall. It's important. We've all been, uh, except for probably Stephen, have you ever been a child laborer? Uh, no. How, how old were you when you got your first job? Uh, I was probably uh, 16. Yeah. That still counts as child labor in today's day and age. I think 18 is the cut off when they say can you like work a like buy with a tractor or something like that you got to be like 18 right yeah it's 18 mm-hmm. now it's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous so you can't do anything like you can't even like teach your nephew michael to like to like you can uh, anything with a motor on it you cannot teach your nephew or children right i, I, chill, I don't know like chill. laying out irrigation pipes they're allowed to do that but they cannot drive the track like it's crazy right like but if someone were tra- to come to my farm and see my 12-year-old nephew driving my tractor, they, right. I'd, I, would, I would get in shit for that. And I drove a tractor literally when I was five years old. Of I, I might be I might be even being generous when I said five. Because all I had to do was hold the wheel straight. My dad would put it in the clutch with his hand because he was like a yeah. strong push, man. Push down, yeah. <laughs> exactly. push it and then put it in the gear and th- from the ground, and then I just had to hold the wheel straight. Yeah. That yeah. was something you do as a, as a, like a baby. You know, his, his forearms were like your legs, right? <laughs> yeah. And so that, that's, but, the, but now that all that's gone, you know, like even just like the functional parts yeah, of that. It's crazy. And, and you, I think you see it more and more in kids. I mean, I know because I have to bring in offshore help that the work ethic is just so sparse around here these days. Everybody wants to just get paid for doing nothing. And I you even see it in some of the offshore guys. You, you do get a few good ones in there, but like, the work ethic isn't taught where us as a, even as even like culturally you're talking from different countries from you can different still see the generational see gap it, the younger the, like i had a guy this week uh, a friend of mine a great guy helped me out and sent me this uh, he, we called him grandpa right it was an older uh older offshore worker that helped on my farm and he probably was 65 years old and he outworked guys i had on my farm that are 21 because he hand primed tobacco he knew that at this time of year when you had to push, when it was time to get it in and get it done before the cold came, he just got it. Oh, you got to work from 7 till 8 o'clock at night, no big deal. Yeah. And these even, young guys just don't get that. Yeah, yeah. Even when I went tree planting, they, they would tell us at the beginning, like, most of you guys are going to drop out. And uh, this was my generation, but it was just d- d- people from that hadn't worked before on a farm, you know, yeah. like a lot of city kids and stuff. And... Uh, they, I think the out of the crew of like thirty people, I think there was nine of us that stayed the that whole lasted. time. Yeah, because you grew up on a tobacco farm, you got. I knew I was in for the right. long haul. I wasn't going home to my dad; he'd kick my. Ass. He would kill you. <laughs> you know, right. he, well, not that he would, but he would be disappointed for sure that he would that that I would he, have not stuck it through. Yeah. The, the the contract I signed. He's you know? instilled those values, and that and that's the same as the guys that come and work down here. It's a contract, right? Like yeah, yeah. when the mm. when the work is done, you go home. Yeah, yeah. And if you breach that contract, well, then you 
you're paying your way back like you've broke the rules and i think the guys no matter what country you're from the guys that were raised right are gonna pr- probably know that they're gonna stick it through yeah and the guys that are like kind of babied and being like you know a bit pussies that's right you, those you guys are gonna it. yeah you those can, guys are gonna uh, decide they, that there's it's, the, no money's worth it for no, them to be uncomfortable and they always need more for less and it's just uh, that's the problem like i'd love to hire local help and be able to use uh you know have valuable workers on my farm like how our parent you know you didn't have them all but like the odd person you, they'd be on your farm for 10 15 years yeah, yeah as long as you could it was great great relationships and it just yeah, and those guys anymore. build like a lot of a lot of equity that they bring home exactly and they end up uh, having a, a great skill set too you know they when they, a lot of those you see guys that have been here for you know, 20 years and end up being like really integral parts of these are big operations. Huge yeah. parts. Because it's like you, that's the thing where as a farmer, you, your hands are tied because you can't, you, there's no way we could get through this without them. So when a guy walks out on you, you know, it's hard. It's a fine line you got to walk because you need him to finish. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a, yeah, it's been a struggle. I mean, right from. But harvest party, you remember your harvest parties as a kid? <laughs> were you able to go to harvest parties as a kid? Yeah, let's talk about the fun stuff. Yeah, I guess. Harvest parties where you learned how to drink, of course. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I worked in the gang probably since 12, too, and that's where you got your first little sip of whiskey or, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, you, you had a, what my mom, like cherry whiskey. Cherry or, whiskey, you know, yeah, like that's what we did. Cherry schnapps, right? Yeah, yeah. We had, I remember my sister and I both worked in this uh, stripping room. Which was grading tobacco. Right. There was no taking clothes off. <laughs> For those of you that aren't yeah. from Norfolk County. Yeah, if you're not from Norfolk County, we, we used to say, like, you know, uh, I'm a whore. Right. You know, which is when you were hoeing, it made you sound like a whore. <laughs> right. And then my mom works in the strip room. I got a hoe in the, hoe in the morning and then I'm heading down to the hotel at night. Yeah, yeah. And then I got to go work in the strip room with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds dirty, huh? <laughs> But it's, that's just, that's just mean grading the tobacco. But we worked there just unloading uh, bins or whatever right. of tobacco onto the grading belt, and you can do that when you're a kid. We took handfuls of tobacco, threw it on the belt. That's all you had to do. Easy peasy. Nothing to it. So we used to do that in like grade seven and eight, and then because we worked the whole season, we get to uh, come to the harvest party. We're part of the gang, right? Because we're part of the gang. Yeah. And so we would get because all the people would be drinking. We get a, usually a big. Huge a crate of KFC, <laughs> right? And then like, uh, who doesn't love that? Some sort of box of liquor store stuff that always included cherry whiskey and co- and we had cherry whiskey and Coke. It was my first time drinking. That know? was it, eh? Yeah, yeah, cherry nice. whiskey and Coke. I can still remember it to this day because it was a uh, fond memory of the toils of my labor. You know, you, that was the thing they don't tell you about uh, child labor. <laughs> Sometimes you have real great days where you yeah. get to drink whisk, cherry whiskey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? It was delicious. It's actually fun. Yeah. Maybe Some even days. maybe even sneak a cigarette. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> You've earned it. Yeah, we've earned it. Worked a whole season. I remember teachers in school saying to me, like, uh, you can't just take off uh, school to work on the farm. And I'm like, you can talk to my dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, go, you go in two weeks late, eh, right? Because we got the, the late start. Yeah, where from right. You used, to, you used to around here. Not anymore. You but get we two to. weeks later would start around here because they would account for harvest. It's so like it was so considerate, but like that some of the teachers didn't get it. Well, some I would, would and some wouldn't. Yeah, and I went to school in Brantford, which is a big city, which is distant from the tobacco industry. Right. So they wouldn't even they didn't even understand it at all. Like yeah. they were like, why would you? 
your parents should probably be somehow reported. Right, they're like slaves. Yeah, <laughs> slave drivers. Yeah, they're doing something wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I, we're just like, you know, this is what happens. Crop's not in yet, so we're still working. So like, I don't care if you, whatever work I have to do, like homework or whatever. You better send it home with me because I got to do it after work. Yeah, homework's not going to pay for my hydro. <laughs> yeah. Homework's not going to make the water work. Yeah, I'm not going to university unless I sit there and get this crop in. I live in a house because I my dad has worked his ass off, you know, growing <laughs> tobacco. They don't get it. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of the... I think that might be done. Like, I don't yeah, know if that's that sort done. of value still exists anymore. Unf- yeah, it's unfortunate, but I... I you, I mean, you guys, it's tough because... Steve was raised as a as a uh, a coddled uh, baby. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Grew up in a city. City folk, it was right? A lot of soft hands. There was no you know? yeah soft hands. What was your first job? Do you remember? Chapstick. Uh, I was a. I worked at a summer camp, so I did like a year of like a counselor and training, and then went back the next summer. So there was a season there for that too, right? So when the season was over, did you have a big celebration? Big parties and yeah. Once the kids all left, did you have like a counselor party? No, but a lot of the the kids lived in Toronto, so there'd be it would it would be this monumental thing, right? Like I'm 15 years old and I'm going to Ottawa for the weekend for a massive party. I was lucky to have that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I really at enjoyed 15, it. right? Yeah, it was awesome. Cool. And then uh, you were a good counselor. Yeah. Real good counselor. You know, counselor falls in that category of safe hands. You know, you know, could could it be a molester? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, counselor is one of those things. It's a, a position of trust. It's like a scout leader or a priest, something like that. You know, it falls in that thing that you get a bit questionable when you hear about a guy being a camp counselor. But I was sixteen. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> no. I was I was in grade eight when I went to my only time with a camp experience. I paid for it myself, by the way. Really? I'm oh. proud to say. With your tobacco wow. money. With my tobacco money. Yeah. Well, no, actually, it wasn't. It was my ginseng money and oh, stuff because I, I, I put all my tobacco money for school. Yeah. Fair and then, uh, but anyways, I went to a, a basketball camp. I played basketball. Mm. It was a, in my grade eight year. And I went up to a basketball camp in Huntsville and uh, I remember my counselor's name was Clint. Whoa! But we, my my roommate Eastwood kept calling him uh, uh, Cunt. Ah, right. Mm, that yes, old word. Right. But he just said it was because he had a speech impediment <laughs> that he couldn't say it right. So then he kept saying, "My name's Clint. Say it right." And he goes, "Cunt." Right. And then he goes, "I'm doing it best I can." I'm like, you know, I'm Dutch. I can't say it right or whatever. Right. Anyways, he could say it right. He was just fucking with him. And, uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyways, this guy was like, this guy would like walk around with his dick out, and he's like seventeen. We're like twelve, right? He's walking around with his dick out, Weird. and he's like, uh, he puts my one friend in a, a sleeper hold mm. to, uh, to choke him right down. <laughs> right. I got so angry, and then I I put him in a full Nelson, and I, and I hurt his hurt his neck. I was twelve years wow. old. And, I heard a 17-year-old guy's neck. What a, what a humiliation for cunt. That's great. <laughs> right? Did you have an experience like that? Not Nothing like that. Not at all. You were nice to your people. I was nice. Clint, uh, Clint was not a nice counselor. He sounds terrible. Right. But but <laughs> So you didn't molest anybody, which is good. That, yes, that's correct. Right. That's what we figured out here. Perfect. Okay. Success. Well, I got to ask you, Pete, uh, in the... Talking about harvest parties, or, <laughs> yeah, or Paul. 
So what's the craziest shit you ever saw at a harvest party? Like, was it your your dad or your mom getting right hammered or one of your workers? Because there's some some fun that goes on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those things from what I remember. I remember uh, we had, I don't know if it was a harvest party or if it was a birthday party we had when we had a Mexican crew. We had a crew from Mexico. And I remember we had this one guy, Jesus. And uh, Jesus. Jesus was... Uh, he was a real great guy, real kind of like a big pot belly. One more case for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gave him a case of beer, and then he comes knocking on the door, you know, one more case for me. That's all he could say. <laughs> I remember driving that guy through Simcoe with my friends, and we would bring him into town and buy groceries or whatever, and we would tell him things to yell out the window at people because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't speak English, right? But he would he would mimic you. Like, he would be able to parrot you really right. well. Right. So we get him to yell, like, blow me and stuff like that out the window. <laughs> <laughs> He'd get all excited because he'd get a reaction from us. You know, he would laugh. Anyways, that's probably what you shouldn't be admitting to. Like, I used to get people from another country and just get them to repeat things I said. For my own amusement. That's terrible. I would pay for an offshore worker just to say things that I wanted to say. He could live in the Dutch Hall. We'll put in a Murphy bed for him. <laughs> roll, I need to be qualified. Roll it in. I need to be qualified. We have to go through a whole process where we hire local guys. Yeah, you got to sign up for the... Yeah, and then we just keep having to fire him. And you're like, finally, I'm like, I can't get a guy. He just won't do it. To won't just, cut it. Yeah, to be my guy here for the Dutch Hall. All you got to do is sweep the floor. And repeat what I have to say. It's like, say it in your accent. And he can just be on the show totally. Full time. Full time. Full time gig. That's his offshore work. I need to get somebody from Mexico. <laughs> You're going with the Mexican. The hard workers. Well, I like the fact they have good family values. Yeah, they do. They yeah. praise the Lord as well. Yeah. yeah. Same one I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Lord. It's a good Lord. Charters knows all about him. Yeah, he's a big time Fan of the Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what? We should probably do. I know I got a lot of stuff we missed already, but we should get into feedback. We got feedback. <laughs> we got feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. You know what's around the corner is Christmas time. Yeah. I know the wi- the wi- the wind is getting chilly, and uh, people start thinking about Christmas time. You know what's a good time to do Christmas shopping? Early when no one's thinking about it right now. You go on to livefromdutchall.com. You click on the Amazon banner. You do all your shopping from the comfort of your own living room, mm. just wearing your underpants. And a blanket. And maybe, maybe a nice uh, uh, crocheted blanket. With an eagle. Yeah, and you can, no, not with an eagle, the kind that you can see through with the little holes. All the holes, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's white. Yeah, it's so warm. You can't understand how it can be warm with all those holes (laughs) in it. But it is warm. It's It's got holes all through it. The wind should be whistling through, but it doesn't. It keeps me warm and cozy. Yeah, you tuck your toe in there. Yeah. Nice crochet (laughs) blanket. I had a roommate in university who caught my other roommate masturbating. Underneath a crocheted blanket. Oh, it's like see-through. Right. So you know what he does? He catches him masturbating. Right away, he looks at the TV to find out what he's masturbating to. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's Grace Under Fire, oh, starring no. Brett Butler. Oh my! <laughs> Grace Under Fire, starring Brett Butler. <laughs> wow. She's not an attractive woman. I don't mean any disrespect to her. <laughs> She's not the masturbating. Like like material. It wasn't Baywatch. I didn't think so. 
It was that was all he could talk about. It wasn't the fact that it was his. It was his blanket too. Ooh. The guy who caught him is like his grandma crocheted for him or something <laughs> like that, and he's sitting there jerking off underneath. That it. stuff's not coming out anytime soon. Yeah, he was not happy. It was not a happy day in the household that I lived in mm. that day. Anyways, that was my Amazon commercial. <laughs> so use Amazon. Use Amazon. Do all your Christmas shopping. It works like a charm. My wife does it all the time. She's probably the only one that does. No, I found somebody that, that bought something that for sure wasn't my wife. Oh, sweet. I get to see what people buy when they do the Amazon thing. Oh. And uh, so someone bought something I know my wife would never buy. It was a... It was a gun of some sort. A <laughs> gun of some sort. A gun, like what, a toy gun. What if it's a Christmas present? For me. You know, I got my birthday present this year. I found it myself hiding in my bedroom, and then uh, I just grabbed it and put it out here and put it up on the wall. <laughs> there was no present. There was no wrapping. There was no, like, happy birthday, Dad. Just a new thing <laughs> sitting around. Just a new thing sitting around. I'm like, what is this? And like, oh, it's yours. It's your birthday present. I'm like, great. Are you going to give it to me? I'm like, no. Just it's, take it. It's take yours. It. It's yours. <laughs> That's what I did. It's part of you now. The Pistol Club. It's up on the on the wall. Nice. Anyways, yeah, this is the first year we didn't do a birthday show, and it is actually, the we missed last week. It was our 150th episode. Wow, 150th episode. 150? Yeah, 150. Woo. That's a uh, sesquicentennial. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a sesquicentennial. <laughs> You know how I know that? Because I remember I lived for Waterford Sesquicentennial. It's oh, a really? small town. Yeah, if you're doing Nor- the Norfolk game, it's time to drink. Mm-hmm. You know what else you got to do if you're ever in Norfolk County is visit our friends at VG Meats. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to lifeinthedutchhall.com and print out the coupon, you can bring that in for a good deal on some freezer meats. I've bought the steaks a couple times, and they're great. Delicious? Right? Yeah, bring them so in. Good. Oh, yeah, great. they're del- they're totally delicious. And uh, the only other person we have to uh, recognize is our great sponsor, Van Dyke Party Services. If you go to uh, live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com, you can hire uh, the Van Dyke Party Services. Why, you might not ask? What do you have to do? What you, Let's say you have to go to, say... Um, Halloween party? A Halloween party. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever been to a Halloween party without between 5 and 29 Van Dykes at it? You're missing out. It sucks balls. I don't care how much fun you think it is because your friend's dressed up like a... Slutty nurse or something well, like where's that. Where's Waldo? Oh, look oh, at that's you. A good one. Way to You're go. hilarious. You know what else is hilarious? <laughs> Between five and twenty nine Van Dyke first cousins who show up in yellow jackets dressed as what? The coolest fucking people you ever had at a party. <laughs> Whoa. Simple math. And all it's gonna we even co- have a captain. <laughs> and all it's gonna cost you is a hundred dollars of coral our cash plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. Mm. And uh, if you're not 100% satisfied, we'll return your $100 of cold hard cash. But those expenses have, have run through our body and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by Clean Flow. The greatest sponsors ever. Yeah. Hey, Clean Flow. Clean Flow, we broke your uh, concoction maker. We don't know what we did wrong with it. We need a receipt. <laughs> we called the 1 800 number and they've asked for a receipt for it, which we don't uh, have. So the frozen concoction maker is just sitting there not working. It's a trophy. It's a trophy of our one time greatness with Huck Jin. <laughs> and we believe Joe uh, Batello may have fucked it last week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it might be tainted. I don't know. It seems like 
That's what the person on the line said. Did a Portuguese fuck it? <laughs> and I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, we didn't know what to say. <laughs> and I, but it could have been. It's a gray area. Yeah. Is that against the rules? I didn't read it in the manual. <laughs> but I guess it is. Looping it up. All right. So we do have actual feedback this week from our listeners. For, uh, let me just see. I have to do like do look at my finger two pages this week two pages from live from the dutch hall.com we got a message from kevin van dungeon mm-hmm. kevin dungeon says to me not sure if you take requests for the opening song of course we take requests for the opening song this yeah, is yeah. the reason why this feedback's important to read on air that's what that's what it's all about that's what it's all about we get our listeners to to give us ideas and we do it but big balls by acdc seems fitting for you boys Hmm, so nice. I wanted to say, you know, we normally get a, we got the request one time for that uh, uh, this kiss or whatever. Remember that song? Oh yeah, right. Mm. Yep. And uh, we played that the same show. Yep. This one I want to save. Okay. Because okay. Uh, I think it's better when we have Shazman because of uh, his history of uh, big ball stories. Makes sense. Yeah. Maybe next time Shazma comes in, Ode two. We learn big balls, yeah. and also uh, I think it'd be good uh, if we had the uh, you know. A bass player. A bass player, yeah. So that's what I think. We And maybe even someone would bang around like old Cahoon. Oh, makes right? sense. Chambers even. Yeah. Chambers. And sound. I think even if, if, with that song, I don't even know. Me and Paul might be able to toy with a bit of the lyrics. Maybe oh, we like bounce it. it around the room or something like, like that. Oh. But anyways, Kevin Van Dungeon, thank you very much Great for your idea. feedback at live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com. Another one we got a... Sorry, Lori. Another one we got a, a piece of feedback from... <laughs> Was our good buddy Jay Kipps. Ah, yeah. Hey, Jay. You know Jay Kipps from the Jay Kipps and the Over Under Band, or maybe even Jay Kipps and uh, Locomono? Locomono, yep. Uh, But uh, but Jay Kipps sent us a message after last week's show. It was really early, too, almost right after the show was released. He must have listened to it on Friday morning. He said, "Do do you ever get that Haitian dwarf part right? Laugh out loud, man! And we and you know scathing. we deserve that. It's a scathing review, <laughs> and we deserve it because we fucked that thing up week Every after week. week. We just keep fucking the th- same thing up. <laughs> he says, "Great show as usual." Hey, that's a good compliment. Hey, thanks. That's Jake. enough. I, yeah, I think you guys should can do a better job of plugging uh, gigs of current and even past guests. It might help building and retaining your community of listeners. You could go with uh, a time for plugs song intro, which we'd have to get charters to do. Yep, that's his job. It's his fucking job. Yeah, you do it. (laughs) Hell, maybe even charters knows a bit. Oh no, sorry. Hell, maybe even charters knows a butt plug company that would be willing to sponsor it. (laughs) Wow. You know what, Jay? What you know what I think about that feedback? Number one, you start out with calling us on our bullshit. You did it right off the hop. You don't get that Haitian dwarf part right. You're right, we don't. We deserve that criticism. Great show as usual. You pump our tires a bit. I like that. You say, I think you guys could do a better job. You give us constructive criticism right there. Yes, he did. Right? Right in the middle. That's exactly what you Then you give us some, then you burn charters at the end by saying he knows a lot about butt plug companies because he obviously likes shoving things up charters' ass. (laughs) Right? Just makes sense. Just makes sense. This whole piece of feedback right here, Jay Kipps, 
It's beautiful is what it is. That's right. And what I'm going to say is because of that. Oh, I know where you're going. You're a listener of the week. He's a listener of the week. This is his week. It's a week, Jacobs. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, we already, you know, the other guy that we usually talk to is the Haitian Dwarf. And the Haitian Dwarf gave us zero feedback oh. this week. Incognito. Zero feedback. What he did was he asked us. He said he <laughs> was liking the music. He was digging the music lately. But what he didn't like was a comedy. <laughs> so we get on two comedians last week to try to rectify the situation. Right. Don't know if it worked. We may have turned him off completely. <laughs> so he just didn't reply anything. Didn't reply at all, man. Didn't reply at all. So we're a little concerned. Man. But all the best to, to Haitian Dwarf, who's been with us since the beginning. And, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit to you as part of this segment about uh, the tour. Ah, oh, yes. The forthcoming Dutch Hall comedy tour, fall slash winter tour. Yes, which we were just we just what I did was I threw out what I threw out a little bit of a, a teaser or some sort of a just a you know they throw a line out in the water when you're fishing. A teaser, or a taste, or a nibble. Yeah, a taste. A taste or a nibble. <laughs> hey, who was that just came in? <laughs> <Did you? laughs> it's so nice to see you, buddy. Hey, for ladies and gentlemen at home. It was nice. We did, if, if you heard the door opening, it was Eves Van Dyke just showed up. Eves Van Dyke, good old friend of the show. You haven't been in a while, Eves. Let's hear it for you, Eves. Ah, yes. Oh, oh yes. Ooh. Yes, yes. Hello there, Peter. Oh, good. Let me get this microphone. Oh, great. Right in front of you there, buddy. Yes. So, Eves, you work with Michael a little bit through this uh, crazy season. Ah, yes, my cousin. I uh, come to visit the farm. He says, uh, I have the bunk. You stay with the boys. Uh, a couple of weeks, I help out the boys. And how did you like it in there? Ooh. Times, times were tough. Times were long. My lungs, they got used to it. I uh, I like to roll, how you say the the cigarette? It's a drum, drum in yeah. Holland. I roll up the drum and smoke my own cigarettes. Yeah. But uh, here in uh, Canada, we uh, we make the cigarette, we process it. It, it is a beautiful thing. Yes. What do you do in Holland? You just get a bag of it. Yes, yeah, we get it. Uh, it kind of looks like here, uh, the package of Big League Chew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> Anyways, Eves, you think you you think you do it again after you've been through the 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 harvest one time? Yes, the toils on Michael. He grows weary and weak, like a uh, tiny little duckling. <laughs> But I stayed strong in the bunk. I kept the boys with a put- positive attitude. How's it without the ladies in there? It's just a bunch of dudes. Oh, many, many pornographic photos and uh, towels and socks. <laughs> I noticed laying around. Really? Do you ever dream of the fuckholes when you're when you're sitting oh, in the fuckholes? I dreamt many times in the cold morning when the leaves are slapping me in the face of fuckholes. It's the only thing that kept me warm. Just the thoughts of the fuckholes. It's the warm fuckholes. The wind's just right. (laughs) You can always bring yourself back there when you can think about those beautiful Belgian girls coming down, right? Just just overcome with the smell of brabant musk. Yes, the smell of the musk. The taste, the texture. <laughs> mm, the fuck, I will head back to them soon. <laughs> when the winds are right. 
Well, Leaves, it's great to have you back in the hall. I, mean, I, hope, you, I hope to talk to you uh, at various points in the evening. Yes, I'll have a couple of smokes in the corner with my uh, cousin Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice is, uh, seems deeper. It's <laughs> the uh, tobacco rasp I picked up in the stripping room. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry about that. It's tough on the lungs. It is tough on the lungs. You know, we got to talk about our tour coming up. We go, we put a little feeler out there, and we just said, tour, any ideas on where to come? Right away, we had we had hits. Right Let away. Let me get in there, Eves. Oh, here we go. We got Dutch. We got uh, Dunville, Ontario stepped right up. They said, Dunville, there's a couple of great venues. We got to check them out, right? Dunville. Dunville, Ontario. Jay Kipps uh, said, Kipsy Saloon's back. That was the first tour we did. Cool. And the boys in Leamington said Leamington's back on board. Well, how? So both of the old stops have, have recommended they're back on board. Also, Hagersville, Ontario. Oh, man. Uh, Manny Fajo said he'd be willing to host. Makes sense. And he wants to see Andy Martin uh, rematch with Paul <laughs> on tape ripping. It's a great show. That, that would be a great show. Which would be a great podcast, which I think we have to talk about the difference between a podcast and our live show. Right, right, right. Because yeah. we can do a podcast on the road. I think that'd be fun, right? Do a podcast on the road somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I also think doing a live show, a Dutch Hall comedy tour, it's a different thing. Yeah. We're talking about a night, an evening of comedy and music. Mm-hmm. We're talking about having the nocturnal emissions, Woo. backing up some great comics, and doing a night of uh, a night of entertainment in your town, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're interested in something like that. Reach out to us at livefromthedutchhall.gmail.com. We'll come to any town, no matter how small, how forgotten by the rest of the world. We will travel to the to whatever shithole you got. <laughs> we and, prefer it, actually. Yeah, and we will play your. We've played a basement and a garage so far. <laughs> we will. We're willing to play your local watering hole, you know, uh, outhouse, dive bar, outhouse, fishing hut. <laughs> Maybe in the ice, we go to an ice fishing hut, we do a show out there. Great. Sure. Yeah, so we just got over uh, a typical Dutch Hall fashion. Our uh, uh, technical difficulties have once again bitten us in the ass, and uh, we have suffered a major crash. So the first... Oh, thank you, Stephen. The hey. first 40 minutes of this show, uh, we're legitimately live Thursday night. This is Friday morning. We're trying to get a show out for everybody, all the diehard listeners out there. And one thing we didn't do when we talked uh, about feedback, there you go, you're still sharp this morning, Steve. Uh, we have, uh, when we, Jay Kipps told us we didn't do a good enough job, job of, of plugging, and we give him Listener of the Week and everything, and then, and then we still didn't uh, uh, plug anybody. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so we went through all that trouble, and then we still didn't give any plugs. So what I want to do right now is just plug... Crown the Lion will be playing tonight, actually, which is Friday, October the 14th at uh, Swazi's. So if you'd like to go see them, uh, go and have a good time at Pumpkin Fest and go see Crown the Lion at Swazi's tonight, October 14th. Also, Huck Jim will be playing Sunday, October 16th uh, in front of the arena in Waterford as part of Pumpkin Fest. And uh, if you want to see Pete Van Dyke do stand-up, you can go Friday, October 21st at the Only on King in London, Ontario. Or Friday, October 25th, I'll be in Yuck Yucks in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so you can catch me at either of those dates. Otherwise, just keep uh, looking out for me on Facebook. I usually post some dates there if you want to come see me fumble and fuck around on stage. <laughs> um, Steven, 
Yeah, man. You know, we've crashed again. Yep. We've, you've came here to be my savior because that's what we we uh, we called you right from the beginning. That's you right. know, as well as a reluctant chairman, and uh, we couldn't save me today. Nope. But one thing you can do, just to give the people at home just a some sort of semblance of order, you know, some of the that the show can be normal again. That's right. Is what we have to do is play a little bit of weird facts. All right. Did you know that female hurricanes kill more people than male hurricanes because people don't respect them enough? <laughs> That's awful. That seems to be, that was a true fact, but I think it's a terrible thing. The more features your phone has, the longer you spend on the toilet. Oh. This is one thing that we talked about. You can't. It used to be a matter of great shame if you brought your. Uh, your phone into the toilet you know like if i we called a guy at work one time just to see if he'd pick up when he was in the bathroom and he did and we made fun of him and called his phone gross forever that's right now it's just commonplace you just take your phone into the toilet and you just spend as long as shit as you want touch all the buttons and stuff yeah it's disgusting phones are the most disgusting things in the world i agree british spies use invisible use semen as invisible ink during World War One. <laughs> of course they did. Yes. I use it to write love notes to my wife <laughs> on her pillow. Yeah, mostly Gross. I just blow her a kiss. That was it. <laughs> Isn't that what we said? <laughs> yes. It's weird when we do it twice. <laughs> it is. There are more printed copies of the IKEA catalogs than Bibles. That's a hard one to, uh, to swallow. Well, you got to think about it, eh? Like... Uh, Ikea is worldwide, probably. That's right. And they update their catalogs every season. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. So you're talking about like four per year times whatever. And the Bible's only one. That's right. Well, they got a King James. They got all that other shit. But you know what I mean. Bridesmaids originally dressed like the bride in order to confuse evil spirits. Oh, that's very sneaky. That's just, that's just <laughs> dumb girl stuff, eh? 80% of the world's pain pills are consumed by the United States. For sure they are. <laughs> yeah, that is really crazy. 80% of the world is not, you know, and this is like what percent of the population? Not even close. 300 million out of 7, 7 billion? billion? Anyways, that's crazy. 55% uh, of Americans think they are smarter than the average American. <laughs> of course they do. Now, I don't understand what that means because I'm not smart enough. 55% that would that mean 5% of them are wrong <laughs> at least or six human birth controls work on gorillas hmm as long as a man is fucking them that's awful right <laughs> is that actually true that is what it's no the last part I added okay and the last one that we're gonna leave you with here South Africans can legally attach flamethrowers to their cars to repel carjackers. Oh, yeah. That's which sounds awesome. like the most awesome thing in the world. <laughs> to be able to have two flamethrowers on the front of your vehicle. I think that would be a good way to clean your driveway in the wintertime. Yes, unless you're in Africa. Well, they don't have to worry <laughs> they, about it. They don't that. have to worry about it. You figured the first country that they would have would be like a winter country that would have flamethrowers legalized. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. Man, man, I'd love to live in a country where I could have a flamethrower. And then how do you determine a carjacker, you know? <laughs> the guy just looks shifty at you, you just barbecue him? You just toast him. Self-defense. You want one more or is that it? We'll go, uh, uh, this sounds... Uh, 
Let's try. If you try to suppress a sneeze, you might rupture a blood vessel in your head or neck and die. Oh. That sounds a little extreme, man. <laughs> it really is. And it, but it really is extreme, you know? <laughs> it's like you're going to die from holding back a sneeze. Anyways, don't do it, everybody. God bless you. Gesundheit. That is weird facts. Now, I, don't hope, I hope in this show we talked about that teacher from Dunville because we've had listeners every week give us... Uh, Give us a, no, I'm not going to say it. They give us a, a, the suggestion to to cover this story. So I hope we've covered it. If we haven't, then we'll be covering it next week. That's right. Uh, other than that, please forgive us for what we've lost as far as the show. We hope we salvaged enough of it to make it worth your while this week. If you'd like to keep uh, uh, supporting the show, tell a friend. Please share it on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, give us an email at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or you can go to iTunes. Give us five stars like a good buddy of the Haitian Dwarf. And that will help help the show out. And again, you can come see us. Uh, Pumpkin Fest, Crown the Lion tonight. And uh, Huck Jin's going to be on Sunday. Otherwise, uh, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Thank you, Steve. Hey, no problem. Thank you, everybody, for putting up with it. Bye. <laughs>